it's Jen the Builder. And Corey. Happy Wednesday, y'all. Yeah. You know, something that I love to do, Corey, on Wednesdays is talk about Wednesday wins. Wednesday wins. Yeah. And we're talking about the word champion, and we're going to expand on that When you say wins, are you talking about blowing wins or victory wins? I typically talk about victory, but if you'd like to talk about the, I know you love the wins in Fontana. (laughs) I do. (laughs) So, no, yeah, Wednesday wins. Uh, What's a win for you lately that you'd like to share with everyone? Uh, I know everyone probably just hears this all the time from me, but I can't help it. I'm so overjoyed. I'm so happy. It just blows my mind. And yes, I get happy. I get overjoyed. When things like, you know, my, my song gets put on a playlist or when someone invites me to be on their radio show or put me on their radio show to play one of the songs that we worked so hard to do, that's like the biggest payoff that you could ever get to tell me that you're going to play my song to a whole country. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's a pretty big win. <laughs> that's huge. And then even with the Internet radio, it's being played to the entire world who's listening. It's mind-boggling. I, I I just don't know what to say. I can't say enough about that. I love it. I love the. I I see the feelings that it brings out in you, and the smile and the uh, childlike. Oh my goodness! You know we did that, and so yeah, that's cool to see, um, and cool to be a part of. So congratulations on taking over countries of the well, world. Yeah, thank you. Now that you put it that way, <laughs> I put a post. I think it was on LinkedIn. Um, I wrote an article for your newsletter, which I, I love the traction that's getting to your newsletter every month. So if anyone wants to sign up for this newsletter, um, go on Shameless Band's website and sign up for it. It comes out monthly. Anyhow, I had put through you, um, even the world, the world is a big place, but it just seems like it's getting smaller as you see the people that you're interacting with from all the different countries. Yeah. And technology is an amazing thing for that. Yeah. I literally spoke to 200 people in Prague. Right. It just blows my mind. That is mind blowing. Yeah. So my win happened (laughs) in the Inland Empire. (laughs) That's plenty big. Trust me. Yeah. So my win is a team accomplishment. You know, that kind of way, Corey, when you create something, you design it from scratch and the anticipation of, I wonder how this is going to be accepted. I wonder if we're going to deliver it in the same flow and spirit in which it was written, you know, and then you, you do it and you do it with team and it just all comes together. And the feedback received is, is that it was well received and they're excited for the next one. And you know those kind of things build momentum, and it the team feels accomplished. You see their confidence level growing. You see their facilitation skills becoming the thing. So all of those things, from the energy in the room to how you thought you were going to share it, but then something kind of took over and you added a little bit of this in it, was like the icing on the cake, the cherry on the top that you missed when you first designed it. 
that kind of way. It's the whole process. Yeah, and I, I'm so in for that. Here's the, the the thing that really gets me jumping is you, you're talking about the fire, but I want to hear about the spark. I want to know where yeah. did it start? Where did it begin? What did you ignite to get it to to start to burn? What what was that process? And I know you you're not going to go there right now, but that's the thing that gets me up and going. Is what even? How did it even come about? Come, yeah. What was it birthed? I mean, what isn't that? Well, yeah, yeah, that's the best. That is the best. And I, I want to answer the question, but I think it'd be too lengthy. Um, <laughs> this is what I will say. When people ask me, Jen, where do you know to begin? How do you begin? Yeah. You already observe and listen to what already is out there. The need identifies itself. It sure does. I mean, you don't have to go far. You just have to pay attention and be curious about what it is that people need. You just gave away the secret to success, Jen, and you didn't even know it. Mm. Identify the need and fill it. That's what a lot of people are doing to make really good money and make progress in this world. Just simply identify something that, that's needed in, the, in today's society. Yeah. And I think I love that you brought up the word success because I think for me that's success defined is, yeah, the money that comes along with it uh, sometimes is great. I think when you're able to fulfill a need to bridge a gap to um, bring hope, right, or give another perspective uh, I think for me that's success and then feeling good about the work that you do because to last um, episode's point is we've answered the call. Yeah. And so that is success. Love it. So uh, we talked about our wins. Thank you for sharing. We'd love to hear what everyone else's win is um, for the week. Uh, you can share it on my Instagram account, take the elevator underscore podcast or please um, go on beelevating.com. I'd love for you to subscribe there. And, oh, my blogs are building up there, so that's a win. But speaking of championing, there was a number in the book, this wonderful book that we use once in a while. Corey, what number was it again? 164. So 164 says, what or whom are you a champion for? And that's the question uh, and Corey, because you're the only one here with me, let's start with you. Oh, me? Yeah. You don't want to start with this person? With that person? No, we're no, going to okay. skip that person there to memorize the person love. We're going to skip and just go to you. Straight to me. So I'm going to describe this in a way that best suits me and, and where I can make it feel comfortable in how I do this. So, you know, there's this name... There's these names that people were called, and it really bothers me. So there's a group of people that come here from other countries, and not only are they called illegal, but then they're called aliens. And that's so strange to me. That, that really bothers me, and it's bothered me for a long time. Even as a little kid, I thought, what, what a horrible tag to put on someone. And so as I've gotten older, I've, I've just come more of accustomed to not using certain terms. Here in this great country that we live in, we had stooped to a level to where we thought that name calling would make someone 
become better, do something good in our eyesight. But I don't think that that's working. And I think that we have overstepped our boundaries when we begin to name call someone. Um, mm-hmm. We had a situation with the, the pandemic where um, it was deemed racist to say that it was coming from the lab. I thought it was just as racist to say that it came from a culture of people who has been preparing food a certain way for years. And then to say that's where it came from. I'm not saying that it's right, wrong, or indifferent. I just don't agree with name calling. So what I'm championing right now um, is to not call names. There's an easier way to identify things and there's an easier way to get people to do better, but it's not by calling them names. Right. How about we just use their name? Their name. Yeah. How about that one? Oh, yeah. I, I agree with you, Corey. Of course, spending so much time with you. I know that is definitely something that you are a champion for, um, along with the truth and the knowledge and the heritage of these wonderful groups of people Absolutely. that we don't recognize. So for me, um, I had a little bit of a difficult time with this because champion was kind of blending in with calling and purpose. And so it was um, work on my development on really distinguishing the thing. So the people that I'm a champion for first and foremost who have my heart are women and children who have um, experienced, survived, or are currently in an abusive setting, specifically um, sexual abuse, mm-hmm. right? And so that always tugs at my heart. And just the, what's the word I'm looking for? As you grow up, there's a big... um gap when you have that or that's something that you have to address and heal in order to be whole overcoming right yeah yeah so that right there's a lot and in that vein as well single parenting is another thing that i am just extremely passionate about and that i champion for just the challenges in that setting uh children who grow up with one parent, can it be done? Absolutely. No doubt it can be done. Uh, and it's it's hard and it's a challenge on that one parent who's fulfilling both roles and trying to keep food on the table and lights on and things like that. So I think that's where I'm at as far as who I champion for. So help me understand a little bit uh, clearer on, on the champion and yeah. how you stand in the gap for these people. Um, and I'm sure you can ask the same questions of me about what I champion, but, um, where is this deep rooted champion coming from? From me and my experiences, isn't that, isn't that funny how that typically happens? Yeah. So I love that because you add value to something that has taken place in your life that could have essentially destroyed you. Right. Tried to destroy you, right? So that's where that comes from, just experiencing that for myself. Uh, we shared about using 
our voices making noise if needed. That comes from my experience too. And yeah, that's exactly where it is. And then as a youth and young adult working with people in that setting, although at the time I wasn't healthy and healed up to deliver that, but I definitely was there with them and used a whole lot of empathy because I knew exactly what that felt like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your messaging, Jen, when, when you're able to pour into someone's life, a single parent, a blended family or an abused uh, woman, child. Um, how, what's your messaging? That the experience doesn't uh, define you. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. Right. It's not who you are throughout your life. It's something that happened to you, nothing that you brought on. Um, Cause it's, it's intense, the guilt and the shame that comes with that. Cause automatically you feel like, what did I do to invite this? And so my messaging, especially children, you absolutely did nothing. There's nothing that you could do that would have said, this is welcome. Right. You know, so it's that. And then of course it's the process of healing. And this one was a hard one for me, but the message and the power and forgiveness. And you can say apology accepted, or I forgive you, but access denied. I think that's the big thing for me is what we continue to, or who we continue to give access to in our lives, in our minds, in our hearts. You know, they already, um, damage has been done. They forcefully took something. And when we give into that, even as we grow older, you're continuing to give them access. So it's just denying that access. Right. Um, as a child, I think I was, man, probably about eight or nine. Um, one Sunday afternoon, my entire family, my sister, my mom and dad, and myself went to my grandparents' house. We left around 11, 30, 12 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, as I said, and we came back around mm, six, seven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So just as the sun had went down and we were pulling up to the house and my mom asked my dad, did you see that? And my dad was like, no, I didn't see what, what happened. And she said, someone just jumped the gate in the backyard. Mm. And so we went inside the house and realized someone had broken into the house. And they destroyed everything. Mm. They flipped the beds. I mean, and, and Awful you, feeling. You know how a, a criminal is just disrespectful. Yeah. Pulled out all the clothes for no reason. I mean, what, what are you looking for in clothes hung up in a closet? It makes you just rip them all down or flip over a dresser or cut a mattress wide open. It was just the most disrespectful and destructive that I'd ever seen. And I equate that same disrespectful, destructive act of robbing a child of of its innocence. Uh And so knowing that, Jen, um, how do you approach not only the victim, but the the, uh, offender in the way of how, how to heal? Oh man, I think this would be different for 
different people. So yeah. I'm just going to speak on my own. Okay. And this isn't an answer for everyone again. Uh, for me, I needed to have that communication and it was important in finding my voice. Cause I didn't use my voice back then. I, as a child just thought, man, we just lost my dad. My mom's a single mom. We're struggling. This is not good to bring up. So, um, as I got older and realized that not thinking about it was just suppressing it um, and it wasn't actually moving on, it was quite like quite contrary to that. So I needed to have a conversation and just let this person know that I know what you did because it just really bothered me that we continue to function as family. Mm -hmm. And in my culture, you had to greet your family members with a hug and a kiss. And, and I continue to do that and in my mind. It just ate at me because I'm like, why do I have to do this? And how are you okay with being in the same space with me, knowing what you did to me? Right. Mm -hmm. So um, when I spoke to him, I said, I'm not looking for a confession because someone like you has no morals and I can't expect you all of a sudden to have a moral compass and be honest. If you find it during this conversation, great, but it's really important that I give you the details of everything I remember. And I did. I'm so glad you had that opportunity. And I'm glad yeah. I asked that question because I didn't get to address my offenders. Mm. And even though what they took from me was nowhere near what someone took from you, it still would have felt a little bit better to just say, I know you did this and I know you know you did this. So mm -hmm. for you to be able to do that and call that out and stand firm in it. And and so, guys, before you, you say, oh, man, it's happened to me and I wasn't able to do you still have the opportunity. You can write a letter. Yeah. And, and if you want to mail it, you mail it. If you don't mail it, you can just write that letter and read it over it and out. over and over. And you might want to find a friend or a family member or a therapist or someone you really trust to read it to. And you tell them, this is how I feel. This is what I was going through. And this is what I wanted to say and say it all. And there may be some F-bombs in there. There may be some other yeah, choice words. Perfectly fine. Yeah. It's your feelings. But you're getting it out and you can say, I said it. It was yeah. heard. I heard it. My best friend heard it. My mom heard it. Someone heard it. You know, and sometimes I get it. Your family is not the best people to go to in these kind of situations because sometimes family feels like, oh, you're shaming us. Mm -hmm. You're bringing the family name down. No, that person brought the family name down. The, the act brought the family name down. So I'm just giving a couple of um, suggestions if mm -hmm. you feel like you've been in that situation and you didn't have the opportunity as as Jen uh, has had. And I don't I don't I'm her husband and I don't even know all the details to how she's worked this out. What I've seen, though, is a lot of recovery, a lot of love and a lot of understanding coming out afterwards, even towards me, because there were times when I was questioning, like, is she mad at me? Is she taking it out on me? But like I said, healing has been a complete turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, you know, speaking of championing too, when you're the adult and a child goes to you with that kind of information, that's tough. Yeah. And so the same thing, getting that support, talking it out with someone, um, listening uh, with no judgment, of course, allowing those feelings to be is important too. So, I mean, that's a whole nother story, but so that's who I champion for. That's who I, I understand. And I've seen Corey, it's, it's intense because there are people who say, Oh, and we hear this on a lot of other things like, Oh, that was in the past. Get over it. Like quit being a victim. And when I hear that said about people, I just think to your point earlier about that name calling and that kind of um, mentality, that kind of treatment towards people who are suffering. And so I think between you and I, I think that's our championing there is people who are suffering. And there's so many different kinds of suffering um, that you really wish you could extend into all of that. But, you know, Again, people have their different callings, and that's why it's so important that we function and live to our purpose and our calling because it takes so many different special people to to bring that to others. Yeah, absolutely. It's This is all strong, powerful stuff, and, you know, it can go in so many different directions. If you feel like, you know, you want to share your story or some situations that you may have been through, or maybe even your family has gone through, I, I say feel free to reach out to us and email and um, there's websites and Instagrams, and you can definitely share with us the things that you're, you're wanting to talk, talk about. Um, and if it's too deep and you feel like, you know what, I need to really let this go on a whole nother level. I don't want to just talk to uh, Corey and Jen. You know? Right. Right. No, yeah, absolutely. You want to get ther- a therapist or psychiatrist, psychologist, um, a coach if it's something that you've already worked through and you're ready to move forward. You know, the, the, that will help as well. Um, what I love, Corey, is we've had quite a few people on our podcast. And when you do a journey back, you know, I'm like, Oh wow. I totally forgot about that episode or about that message. And recently we just had, um, someone on Carmen and she shared her story for the first time. And it's amazing what happens at this podcast table and what we call the elevate studios. And again, the, the naming of everything is important and the elevation you feel when you've forgiven, when you've released your story and you've just put it out there and the impact on people because people who are in their hurt, in their suffering, they feel like they're the only ones. And when someone's able to speak on something that they haven't been able to form words or sentences to, it's very empowering to hear it, to know that someone knows what you're going through and you're not in it alone. Yeah. And I just want to end my portion on this guys. You, you may be asking yourself, can Jen and Corey handle anything that's thrown at them or how are they handling it? And I'm going to be very, very transparent. We've had uh, podcast shows that we've had to stop because we didn't know the direction to go in and we knew we needed to get a professional mm-hmm. involved. 
So we have those situations. And just because we've had those, we know now to offer um, other resources to be able to help people. We have our resources on hand for things like that. I want to say this too, Corey, is that they don't call it championing for no reason. Right. You know, when you think of a champion and just that feeling you have when you're victorious over something or when you've overcome something. Right. Like that is the biggest win. Yeah. And everybody can't fill the role of a champion. That's right. And so you can be a champion in many things. Uh, for people, there's a lot of people who are champions for different movements, right? And and take a stand on those things. Um, you could be seen as an expert in the thing that you do and the thing that you're good at. So recognize all the things that you champion and be willing and able to call those out and give yourselves a high five. That's huge when when you're in that role. And, you know, you use the word hero the other episode, Corey. I think we're all champions for someone in someone's eyes. And um, hopefully the, they've shared that with you. If not, I'm I'm certain that that will get shared with you. And when the news falls on you and, and you hear how people perceive you, uh, man, does it feel good? And it keeps you wanting to run the race, right? Well, Corey, thank you for opening this space up with me. Really, really good stuff. Um, this month, we're going to have... Uh, some women on this in the studio, a couple of young women who have started their own podcast. So we'd love to hear their story and how that's going for them. Yeah, I'm hoping we get another couple here this month who are entrepreneurs and they promote health and wellness is their calling and and they're championing the health industry by way of better choices as far as what we're drinking and what we're eating. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah. And I I hope you guys are enjoying this real talk. Well, you know, so take the elevator. We say, look up and let's elevate. Every day.